Alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? Zelda Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts, like always, of course. This is my WWE Friday Night SmackDown review slash WWE Survivor Series predictions. Hope you guys are doing good so far today. You know, I'm just... I'm off today, to be honest. I'm just gonna be... Keeping my, blah, blah, Jesus. I'm gonna keep it real with you guys. I'm just really off today. It, it is what it is. You know, don't worry about me. I'll be... I'll be fine, I guess. But, um... Enough about me. Let's jump right into WWE Friday Night SmackDown with the SmackDown review, and then we will talk about my Survivor Series predictions. All right. So the show started off. We saw the Street Profits, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions backstage, you know, in, like, you know, the Champions Lounge. They took over from Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, you know, the former, you know, WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions from a while ago. Um... You know, they were talking about, you know, a tribute to The Undertaker. You know, before they were talking about, you know, the New Day and getting ready for them. On Sunday for Survivor Series. And then we, you know, saw the lights flickering a little bit. I'm thinking, no way he's back there. No way The Undertaker's there. But no, it was Big He was wearing a sombrero. It was pretty funny. It was pretty high-level comedy, to be honest. I thought it was really cool. I was about to say, no way The Undertaker's there now. Like, they're definitely saving him just only for Survivor Series. But... We'll definitely talk about his uh, his farewell. We'll definitely talk about that in a little while when I get to my predictions for Survivor Series. Um, but, you know, like, you know, Street Profits talking about, you know, beating the New Day, of course, you know, Big E. You know, there might be a surprising heel turn from Big E coming up pretty soon. I've been hearing around. I kind of believe it could happen. Just imagine if Big E turns heel on the New Day at Survivor Series tomorrow. You know, they could do, like, a whole story where it's like, you know, oh, you guys left me by myself and everything and shit like that. They could they could do that, but will they? Will they pull the trigger on turning Big E heel? And he was heel. He was a heel back in NXT back in 2012 and 2013, especially when he was on the main roster like as Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. He was a heel. And he was a heel in NXT. You know, so you could do that right there with him. A lot of people forget him, you know, winning the NXT championship back in 2012. A lot of people forget about that, but not me. And he lost to Bo Dallas. I'm sure a lot of people forgot about Bo Dallas being the NXT champion. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people did forget about that. But it is what it is. I don't, though. I don't forget that at all. Um, but we'll see. I feel like it could happen. And, you know, Big E said the New Day is here. And, you know, he did the whole, like, you know, don't you dare be sour. Clap for your 10-time champs. And feel the power. So the New Day was there. The Raw Tag Team Champions showed up, you know, because every, you know... Buddy from Raw that's facing someone from SmackDown, except Bobby Lashley, the United States champion, and everyone else showed up. You know, to like confront their opponent for Survivor Series. Or opponents, you know, in the New Day and Street Profits. So the New Day came out, you know, and they did their tribute to the Undertaker as well and getting ready for the Street Profits. So then we saw Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental Champion, the Great Liberator come out, and I was like, oh my god. I mean, listen, I love Sami Zayn, but when he talks, he is so annoying. Like, I love Sami Zayn, but he is so annoying when he talks. He just is, especially as a heel. When he was a good guy, it was a different story. But, oh, my God. He's, like, Miz-level annoying when he was a heel. Like, when Miz started off as a heel. Back in, when he first started off, basically, I meant to say. I'm like, oh, my God, Sammy. Jesus, you're annoying. But you know what? He's that annoying heel right there. He's not supposed to be liked. You know, they're trying to make him unlikable. That's, that, that's fair, and it's working. You know, Sammy's saying, like, he's saying, like, oh, I'm not here to hurt you, you know, say something nice about me, and, 
Xavier Woods said you look like a divorced dad who got a studio apartment or whatever the fuck. I'm like, um, okay. This whole segment was cringe because then King Corbin, you know, who's part of the men's team for Survivor Series for SmackDown came out. I'm like, oh, my God. And he was coming out talking about, didn't you guys have your farewell already? But that was like a farewell, like, match. They were invited to SmackDown. So it's a whole different thing. And then Bobby Roode and, oh, sorry, excuse me, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler came out. I'm like, oh, my God. This is really getting stupid. Ziggler was, like, going after Sami Zayn a little bit, saying he doesn't like him. I'm thinking, hmm, maybe Ziggler versus Zayn down the line. I wouldn't mind seeing that. That would be a really good match, even if he just said, fuck it, and threw it out on TV. I'd say, sure, I'm all for that match. That'd be a great match to watch. But, oh, my God, this whole segment was just cringing, you know. Like, New Day was basically saying, like, all four of you guys, like, should run, you know, you guys, like, Corbin and Zayn should be a team and face Rude and Ziggler, and, you know, the winner faces us for the Raw Tag Team titles. You know, they're basically trying to, like, manipulate them, like, to, you know, wrestle each other. You know, and shit like that, you know. And and they wound up attacking, they all wound up attacking the New Day, and the Street Profits came out, and they defended the New Day. So that led to an impromptu eight-man tag team match with the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, and the Raw Tag Team Champions, the, uh, the New Day versus... Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode and King Corbin and the Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn. Overall, this was a good eight-man tag team match. I always I always like eight-man tag team matches. You know, they're always good. They always deliver. I thought this match was good. It was a good opener. It was a good opening match to SmackDown. It was good. I liked it. And overall, I forgot to say, I thought SmackDown was good, by the way. So with wrestling shows this week, you know, Raw was bad. Dynamite was good. And SmackDown was good. We'll see how Survivor Series is tomorrow night. We'll talk about that. On uh, Monday, most likely Monday morning, we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, this was a good eight-man tag to manage. I was very entertained. I really enjoyed it. Montez Ford, man, Montez Ford. This guy is amazing. Like I keep saying, I want this guy to be world champion in the future. He is so fucking good. He is so goddamn talented. He is amazing. Every time he goes out there, he gives a shit. That guy gives a shit about pro wrestling. He cares. Like, he legit cares. Like, he always puts his heart out right there and always puts his body on the line every single night he's in the ring. Every time. Even when it's like a match that doesn't even mean anything, that doesn't even hurt them. He goes out there and delivers. He is so awesome to watch. I really like this guy. He really is. You know, I don't want to see him and Dawkins break up anytime soon, but Ford's got to be on his own in the future. In the near future, he's got to be on his own. Because he is the star right there. And so is Dawkins, too. Dawkins is a great big man, like I mentioned. But Montez Ford is money. Like I've mentioned plenty of times. He is amazing to watch. He always delivers. Always delivers. Am I the biggest fan of Dawkins? Eh, not really. But I like Montez Ford better. You know, I think he's more entertaining. He's a better wrestler, too. There's always a better wrestler in that team right there. There's always somebody that's going to have more success. I'm not saying Dawkins won't have any success. He could be a world champion. But I'd see it's all on Montez Ford. It's all about him. He is so fun to watch in the ring. And he's going to be a great singles competitor in the future. He really is. He is going to be awesome. It's like we didn't know like how the Usos, like how one of the Usos, like Jey Uso was going to be as a singles competitor for a while with Jimmy out. And, you know, how they put Jey Uso in the main, you know, title pitcher with Roman Reigns, his cousin. And it worked out well. So it's all going to work out in the future for Montez Ford. So they got the win. The WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, the Street Profits, 
and the WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. The New Day got the win over Corbin, Zane, uh, Ziggler, and Rude. I thought, like I said, it was a great match. It was a great match to start off the show right there. I really enjoyed it. So it was a good start to SmackDown. You know, the first segment was pretty cringy. I was like, I was like, okay. That's just like what I was basically like. I was like, oh, this match was pretty cringy in my opinion, but. It is what it is. You know, I just I just didn't like the match, to be honest. I mean, not the match, sorry, excuse me, the segment, the segment, the segment. Like, I didn't really care about the segment, to be honest. You know, it was just kind of cringy. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. All right, so next part now. Next part now, SmackDown. Let's get right to it. We did see Daniel Bryan backstage. We saw Daniel Bryan backstage getting interviewed by Kayla Braxton. Sami Zayn actually got in, like, in his way. You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Daniel Bryan pushed him. So there's unfinished business. There's unfinished business between Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. So I think after Survivor Series, most likely a TLC. I thought we were going to maybe get like Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, but I think we're going to get Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn. I'd be all for that TLC. Make it a ladder match. Fuck it. Or, or chairs match, tables match, whatever. I'm all for it. I wouldn't mind seeing Daniel Bryan win back the Intercontinental title. You know, he won it back in 2015. Remember that. You know, those I'm, I'm sure people forgot about that. WrestleMania 31 when he won the Intercontinental title. I didn't forget that shit. That was awesome. But you know, like how Daniel Bryan, like, saying, like, how Jey Uso said it wasn't personal. Like, they went back to, like, last month, like, when Jey Uso brutalized Daniel Bryan after the match on SmackDown. And, you know, Daniel Bryan says, like, how there's always, like, an angel and a devil like on your shoulder and, and you know that devil's telling me right now make him pay and Daniel Bryan said it's nothing personal here's what really pissed me off though right here here's what really pissed me off this got me so fucking mad we saw a WWE official Adam Pierce backstage he was talking to someone for the men's team saying you're gonna be the final member of Team Smackdown for the men's side and I'm like okay who's it gonna be is it Lars Sullivan is it Big E I'm thinking it's gotta be one of those two guys or maybe even like one of my friends mentioned like you know, Chad Gable, I'm thinking, okay, let's see. It was fucking Otis. Are you kidding me? And people were pissed, including myself. Once I saw that, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. Otis lost his qualifying match to Seth Rollins a couple weeks ago, and now he's getting put on the team? He's just getting put on the team for no reason. It's like, okay, here you go, you're on the team. Really? Oh, get the fuck out of here, man. Seriously? This is so fucking stupid. Why are they still pushing Otis for? He lost his Money in the Bank contract. He had one of the worst runs as a Mr. Money in the Bank. He wasn't on any pay-per-views. He missed so many episodes of SmackDown when he was, like, you know, he was Mr. Money in the Bank. They've done nothing with him and Tucker after Tucker cost him his Money in the Bank. They've done nothing. They've done nothing. They basically haven't even explained it. They've just, like, left it as it is. Like, okay, whatever. It just happened. There's no feud. Like, oh my god. I would have been all for a Tucker versus Otis feud. I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that. They haven't even done that, though. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? And now you're putting this guy on the team. He lost his qualifying match, though. Why does he get another chance? He should have to earn it in a match. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense, to be honest. It really doesn't. 
You could have put like Lars Sullivan on there or Big E. But or even Chad Gable, like I said. But no, you put you put Owens on that team. What a fucking joke, man. Team SmackDown's definitely gonna lose now. I don't want them to win with him on the team. It's so dumb. The whole team Survivor series, let me be honest with you guys, it's been booked fucking so bad. It's been booked so bad. Like holy shit. People talk about full gear being booked really bad. Yeah, okay. Look at Survivor Series. It's been all over the place. You don't know who's wrestling who. You just don't know. Is it like, oh, are they really wrestling each other now? You just don't know. It's confusing. It's been booked so fucking terrible. It's booked like 2000 WCW. That's how bad this has been booked. And who knows? Survivor Series could turn out to be really good. Okay, sure. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't have really high hopes for it, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully I'm wrong when I talk about it on Monday. But... They should not have put orders on the team. Like I said, those three names, like Biggie, Lars Sullivan, or Chad Gable, any of those three guys, I would have been fine with. I would have been fine with Lars Sullivan because, you know, I like his story recently. Like, you know, I was bullied as a child, blah, blah, blah. And now they haven't put him on SmackDown the last couple weeks. It's like, okay. And Biggie, you know, everything that he's went through right there in the New Day, leaving for Raw, and Biggie by himself right there. You know, Chad Gable always been talking about his height and everything, how he's overcame a lot of shit, and he's an Olympian. Any of those three guys, I think people I think people would have reacted to Lars Sullivan maybe like the least better out of those three guys, but they would have been like, you know what? Okay, fine. You're putting him on a big pay-per-view here. Why like why Otis? Enough with this shit with Otis. I know I saw one guy on Twitter like, oh man, Otis is just trying to make people laugh and he's just vibing and everybody's hating on him. I'm like that's not what we're all about. We're not all about entertainment and laughing. We're all about serious wrestling. That's what we want right there. Otis is like, do I see him as a legit wrestler? I mean, I don't like him as a wrestler. Lars Sullivan, I don't like him as a person, but I think he's a damn good wrestler, in my opinion. Big E's a hell of a wrestler, and so is Chad Gable. Whatever, man. This is so fucking stupid. I'm really pissed off about it. Like, I'm not going to lie. And then after that, we saw Natalia backstage, and I'm like, oh, what does she want now? I'm like, oh, my God. And she's acting like a brat to, like, Adam Pearce. She's, like, shaking like a kid, like, ooh, why am I not on the team for the women's on SmackDown? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm the boat. She was clapping. I'm the boat, the best of all time. I'm like, I'm not going to even explain myself, but, again, you're not the boat. I'm not going to name the list of women wrestlers that are better than you. Just saying it. But you guys already know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of wrestlers that are way better than her, so... They should, you know, she should just really stop with this shit. And Adam Pierce said that Bailey's on the SmackDown Women's team, and she didn't even earn a shot either. I'm pissed about that too. She didn't even earn it, Bailey. They just put her on the team. She didn't even earn her shot. And Adam Pierce is like, oh, you're facing Tamina right now. Whoever wins is the final member for the women's side for SmackDown. I'm like, <sighs> so we get down to the ring. We saw Bianca Belair on commentary with Michael Cole and Corey Graves, and then Bailey came out and she was on commentary and she was. She was basically copying AJ Styles, saying, I'm the captain. I'm like, you know we've heard this from AJ Styles. Are you saying this doesn't make it any funny? It doesn't make it, it, doesn't make it funny at all. It's just dumb. God, Bailey is so cringe. Like, she's a good wrestler, Bailey, but she is cringe as a heel when she talks. She is so bad. You almost feel like muting the TV. And Bianca Belair was there just chilling and everything. Like, I hope they use her correctly. I mean, come on. Like I said, this, this is the future of the women's division with Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan Ruby Riot. That's your, that's your future right there. That's your future. Don't fuck it up. 
So Natalia beat Tamina. The match was dog shit. Like, I'd rather fucking clog my eyes with fucking Clorox after watching that shit. I don't know if you guys heard the blood in the back. That's exactly how I felt about the Natalia Tamina match. It was fucking terrible. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Somebody in the background, whatever it was. Um, that's exactly how I felt about the match. It was so bad. It was a terrible fucking match, man. It really was. So now Natalia is part of Team Team SmackDown for the women's side now. So now that, that team is done. It's like, oh, my God, fucking hate Natalia so much. I really do. Probably if Chelsea Green wasn't hurt, I would have loved to seen her on the team. Seeing her get an opportunity would have been nice, but what are you going to do? <sighs> so next time we get to the contract signing between the new WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, the Scottish Warrior, and WWE Universal Champion, the head of the table, our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Let me just say this right here, and they didn't even have mics, you know, well, obviously, because there's no fans, all virtual and shit like that, so they didn't even need mics to talk. They really don't even need, I don't even know why they use the microphones for. They don't even need them, when you think of it. They really don't even need it. So they were talking, you know, and this was a great heel promo from Roman Reigns. Like I, like I mentioned plenty of times, this is how he should have been booked throughout his whole career. Never as a good guy, he should have always been the bad guy, the heel. Just a nasty heel right there, you know, you're saying Drew McIntyre. You'll always be a secondary champion. You know, Drew McIntyre was trying to give Roman advice. And Roman's like, I run WWE. I'm the tribal chief. I'm the head of the table. I give you advice. I was like, damn. That's when he called him a secondary champion. I was like, Oof. It was a good fucking promo by these guys. It really was. Like, we, you know, we saw that match at WrestleMania 35. That match was bad. That match was overhyped and it was bad. It wasn't even booked correctly. This feud, it's it's kind of like booked okay, to be honest. But, you know, we, we thought we were going to get Roman versus Randy. I wouldn't have minded that. But now it's Roman versus Drew. I'm like, all right, that's a better match. So, we'll see. That's going to be it's gonna be a great match. It might be the match of the night. This might be the match of the night tomorrow night. It's going to be great. You know. Um, but like I said, it was a great promo. And Roman just calling him a secondary champion. And then, you know, Roman telling Drew that, you know, he's like the secondary title holder that gets to hold the title when he's too busy. Like when Roman like was like, oh, like when Roman's busy, yeah, let's go have Drew do it. I'm like, wow, it's kind of like, that sounds like kind of like Brock Lesnar type shit. Right there when Brock Lesnar's busy, like, oh, look at this guy, the title, because fuck it. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. It's, it just sounded like something Brock Lesnar would say. And Roman tells Drew he will always be his favorite number two. You know, I, I, and it was, it was good. It was really good. It was a great promo. You know, it was, it was like one of those rare contract signings where a brawl didn't happen, right after the contract signing. I was like, okay, good. Just let's just do that. You know, every contract signing doesn't need to have a brawl. It doesn't have to. You know, it just makes it stupid. All right, so I can't wait to see that match. So then we saw. A great match right here. And like I said, SmackDown really delivered. It really did. We saw a great match here between Murphy and Seth Rollins. You know, and they and this was better than their match they had a few weeks ago. This match was fucking awesome. What a great match this was right here between Murphy and Seth. Murphy got the win right there. You know, he had the Mysterios by his side right there and Aaliyah. They were all by his side for this match. This was, like, probably Murphy's best match of his WWE career, and it was the biggest win so far of his WWE career. 
Especially on free TV, he got to beat Seth Rollins. That was awesome. Murphy's got a lot of, you know, he's got a bright future, this guy, Murphy. He really does. He really, really does. He's a damn good wrestler. I wish they would change his theme song because I don't like his theme song. I just think it's stupid. It just it sounds like, what the hell is that? It doesn't even sound cool. It's like, what the hell is that theme song? I was like, oh, I'm like, what the heck is that? It doesn't fit him. You know, they should really change up his theme song, though, but still. He's a damn good wrestler, Murphy. This is an amazing match between him and Seth. He got the win, Murph. I'm happy for him. I'm see, let's see where it leads to right now. Hopefully, he gets a nice push. Maybe, maybe down the line, maybe he becomes Intercontinental Champion. Maybe they give Daniel Bryan the title. There is some unfinished business between Daniel Bryan and Murphy because you know, like how Murphy accused like the time when Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan, or most accused Eric Rowan of running over or trying to run over Roman Reigns with the car, or when Roman Reigns was in the car and he like did the hit and run, basically like shit like that. And that's right. It was Eric Rowan that did it, you know, and. Daniel Bryan Rowan, like before they found out that it was Rowan, they beat up Murphy, and they had a match on SmackDown, Murphy and Daniel Bryan, and Murphy won, so it's kind of still like unfinished business in a way, imagine that match at WrestleMania though, for the Intercontinental title, Murphy getting his moment, that would be really cool, yeah, I think he's definitely, I definitely think he's going to get a push after beating Seth right there and having like the match of his life right there and the biggest win of his WWE career, or his wrestling career in general, they definitely see something in him. Or else he wouldn't have won last night. He would have lost. We'll see, though. All right, so here we go now to the next segment right here between Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion, Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion. This segment was cringe, in my opinion. I was like, why do they do this with Asuka, though? Every time, they always have her scream and yell. I'm like, it's not funny. And then she was, like, doing, like, you know, oh, my God. They were talking about, like, you know, Sasha winning at Extreme Rules and everything. Or not, what Extreme Rules? Like, when she won on Raw, that whole shit right there. Sasha was laughing about it, so, you know, this bad blood, obviously, between her and Asuka. Then Asuka winning it back at SummerSlam. She's held it ever since. And I'm just like, okay. And then Asuka just screaming and yelling, you are not ready for Asuka. And then she said, you can't see me. And I'm like, What? This whole segment was cringe. I'm like, oh my god. Why do they have Oscar? Why can't she just talk normally? She's always screaming. I know that's her character, but her character is dumb now. She's just always screaming and yelling. She's always doing that. Can't she just talk normally, please? I know she could talk normally. Please just have her talk normally, because it's just getting it's getting overplayed right now. It really is. It's so dumb. I just don't like it. I just don't. And then we saw Carmella come out and attack Sasha Banks again for the third straight time. I'm like, uh, I mean, I can't wait for TLC, Carmella versus Sasha Banks. We know that's going to happen. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank God they're getting it out of the way right away. I don't know why they just didn't put Carmella on Team SmackDown instead of Natalia. It would have definitely helped out Carmella right there getting on Team SmackDown, knowing she's going to face Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's title soon. It would have definitely helped her out right there to see her on Survivor Series, I wouldn't mind. I would have rather her over Natalia. Could have done that, but they didn't do it. They didn't do it like that. So then we, uh, before we get to the main event, I just actually read this thing right here. Like Zelina Vega was reportedly escorted out of the WWE Thunderdome last week, and Vince McMahon didn't even want to see her. She got escorted out. What a fucking terrible thing to do right there. 
filthy human piece of garbage Vince McMahon is. Couldn't even, because he didn't want to see her. Are you fucking kidding me? Because he didn't want to see her. Well, because you felt like you were embarrassed or something like that by her? She was right. She did nothing wrong, Zelina Vega. If there's truly people out there that feel like, oh, Zelina did it to herself, you know, she should know. No, then you're a fucking asshole and you don't know shit. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. You're a dumbass. The way that she got treated right there is absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. And Vince didn't want to see her. Man, Vince. Vince, fuck you. Seriously. You are a fucking prick. Go fuck yourself. Legit. Okay? But whatever. We get to our main event. Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso. Rematch from a few weeks ago. And this match delivered. And this match was definitely better than the match they had a few weeks ago when Jey Uso won. Then, you know, he brutalized Daniel Bryan after the match. This was a really good fucking match, though. It really was. It delivered. It definitely delivered. It was a great match. Daniel Bryan got the win over Jey Uso. You know, Jey Uso, he's really gotten a good push. He's really gotten a good push. Being in the main event almost every week of SmackDown, they've really used him correctly. You know, even though I don't think he's going to win a world title in the future right now. Well, in the future, maybe he will. I mean, like, right now, like, in this time, probably not. Maybe, like, a year or two, they'll give him a title by himself. He's done really good by himself. He really has. A lot of people probably were questioning things, like, okay, how's he going to do by himself right here? He's so used to tag team wrestling. He's not used to being, like, on his own. How's this going to work? He's nailed it. Especially him being a heel again, you know. Well, he's kind of, like, in between almost in a way. Like, he doesn't want to do the things he's doing. They kept on saying during the match against Daniel Bryan, it's not personal, it's not personal. You know, Roman's like, you know, Roman does order him around and shit like that. He doesn't really treat him like a cousin. He treats him like a servant, in a way. Like, you do my dirty work. I mean, yeah, I guess he's like, he's a chief, he's a chief, he's a tribal chief. You know, you do what I say. But he doesn't treat him like family. He just doesn't. But, I don't know if Jay was playing Roman Reigns. Like, who knows what it's leading to. Like, I have no idea. He could be just playing with him. Like, who knows? Who really knows, to be honest? But it was a great main event to a great SmackDown. I really enjoyed it. You know, SmackDown recently was kind of has kind of been eh the last couple weeks. It's been kind of like eh. But this week definitely delivered. It was a great go-home show. Two Survivor Series for tomorrow. I enjoyed it. And like I said, Dynamite and SmackDown are my favorite wrestling shows. Like, people, like, if you're new, I don't watch NXT and I don't watch 205 Live. You know, and Raw fucking sucks. You know, I sadly watch that. And it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Very rare we get a good show out of that. But we'll see how definitely how Raw is after Survivor Series. We'll definitely see how that turns out. But, um, nah, all serious though, I enjoyed SmackDown. It was a good show. All right, so now let's jump in now to my... Let's jump into my... Survivor Series predictions, okay? You guys ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Okay, let me just look up Survivor Series real quick. And like I said with the pay-per-view, I don't know how it's going to be, in my opinion. I don't have high hopes for it because of the way it's been booked. And we do know this is going to be the last pay-per-view that's going to be held at the Amway Center because, you know, the NBA season is going to be starting up next month and the Magic, you know, they need to use the Amway Center to play basketball. So they're going to be moving the WWE Thunderdome on December 11th to Tropicana Field with the Tampa Bay Rays to play. I'm like, ooh, okay. That's going to be interesting to see. I'm down to see that. All right, so they're... Okay, so on the pre-show, they're doing a dual 
Grand Battle Royal. The participants haven't been announced yet, so... Uh, who should I say is going to win that? I, I don't even know. Like, somebody from Raw, somebody from SmackDown. I guess I'll have to just say it like that, then. Because they haven't announced the participants. They probably won't do that till like, later tonight or maybe tomorrow. So, I'll just say... I'll say it'll be somebody from Raw. You know, actually, you know who I'll predict? I'll say R-Truth. I'm going to go with R-Truth. In the dual ba- in the dual brand battle royal, I'm gonna go with our truth from Monday Night Raw. I'm gonna go with him, a 24/7 champion. I'm gonna go with him. All right, so there are officially there are seven matches on the card. That's one match I won't talk about because I don't watch the pre-show. Thank God, I ain't watching that shit. All right, so we'll start off with Bobby Lashley, the WWE United States Champion, versus Sami Zayn, the WWE Intercontinental Champion. All right. This is basically two years in the making right here between Bobby and Sammy. You know, they had their match. I believe it was at Money in the Bank 2018. That match was like, uh, whatever, to be honest. The whole feud was stupid. They did the whole Bobby sisters thing where Sammy Zayn brought in three guys dressed as girls saying that Bobby's sisters and everything. And I was like, what the fuck is this? That was so stupid. This has been better, to be honest, especially them both being heels right now. You know, Sammy was the heel back then and Bobby was the was the babyface. And now they're both heels right now. And they're both champions right now. Um, I think the match overall has potential to be good. You know, they always talk about like how Bobby's going to ragdoll Sammy, you know. I think overall it could be a good match. I'm going to go Bobby Lashley, the WWE United States Champion. I'm going to go Bobby Lashley right in this match. I don't see Sammy winning this one. As all Bobby Lashley's been doing this year, I think a loss to Sammy Zayn would definitely hurt him. It would make him look weak. So I'm going with Bobby. Okay, let's see. We'll go with the... Uh, okay, now we'll go with the women right here. We'll go with the... The 5-on-5 women's Survivor Series match. So we got Team Raw right here. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana versus Team SmackDown. Uh, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia. Hmm. This one... <laughs> I'm sticking with my prediction like how I said, like, you know, what's going to happen. I'm going with the Raw women right here to win this match right here. So I'm going with the women from Monday Night Raw to win this match. And how I think it's going to end is, like I said, I think it's going to come down to Lana. And it might be maybe like two-on-one or three-on-one. And she's going to overcome and beat them all. And after the match, they'll celebrate. And Nia Jax will put her through a table. For the 10th time, because you know what? That's so fucking entertaining. Vince McMahon is such a creative genius, and we should all bow down and go kiss his ass like the Kiss My Ass Club he had from 2001 to 2008. Because you know what? He's such a creative genius, and he is so good. Oh, my God. What a mastermind Vince Mc- Vincent Kennedy McMahon is. Oh, my goodness. Go fuck yourself, Vinny. <laughs> but that's my prediction right there. That's my serious prediction that's going to happen. That Lana's going to be by herself. And like I said, it'll be either two on one or three on one, and she's gonna overcome and beat them. And she's gonna help the, and then the role, the role women are gonna get, the, are gonna get the win. That's my prediction right there. It's stupid, but you know what? What are you gonna do? It's gonna, it's gonna suck, but what are you gonna do? And now we'll go with the one on one women's match race. We'll stick with the women right here. So we got the WWE Raw Women's Champion Oscar versus the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. That's my girl, obviously. These two, every time they're in the ring with each other, they always deliver a great fucking match. They always do. And they always have. 
They always have. They have great ring chemistry, which I absolutely love. This one's kind of hard, but, you know, I'm going to go with my girl, Sasha Banks. I'm going to go with my girl, Sasha Banks. And the funny thing is, when Carmella was attacking Sasha Banks, Asuka was just standing there and she wasn't doing shit. You know, people were saying, oh, is Asuka turning heel again? Well, I mean, Asuka really doesn't have to help Sasha Banks. It's not her responsibility. It doesn't mean she's going to turn heel. She didn't have to help her. It definitely helps out Asuka that Sasha Banks is now weakened for the match now tomorrow night. So it doesn't mean she's turning heel. Maybe she'll show some heel tendencies during the match, but we'll see. But I'm going with my girl, Sasha Banks. You know, I think she's going to get a clean win over Asuka right here, and she definitely needs it. After beating Bailey, come on, she's got to beat Asuka. She has to. This is the perfect way to book Sasha right here. She has to win. That's who I'm going with. All right, so now we'll go into the tag team right here, the tag team. Oh, we got the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford versus the Raw WWE Tag Team Champions, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, the New Day. Other than Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, this also could be the match of the night. If not McIntyre versus Reigns, this definitely could be match of the night. Especially seeing this will be the first time we're seeing the New Day versus the Street Profits for the very first time right here. It's going to be fucking awesome. This match is going to be fucking great. It's going to be a banger. It's definitely going to be a banger. I'm going to go with the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, the Street Profits. That's who I'm going with. I feel like the Street Profits, you know, they've been booked, you know, they've been booked really good ever since they came up to the main roster in July of 2019. You know, they had a good run as the Raw Tag Team Champions. Then, you know, when they swapped titles with the New Day, you know, so far SmackDown Tag Team Champions, you know, they've been okay so far. But, you know, they're very highly entertaining. Every time they go out there, they always put on a great show. You know, Montez Ford being the star right there in that group or in that tag team right there with Dawkins. You know, they've been highly entertaining all the time. Every time they go out on TV, Dawkins and Ford have always been entertaining in the ring and out. They definitely need this win right here. This win definitely benefits them. New Day does not benefit from winning this match. It does. They don't benefit it. They don't benefit from winning. The Street Profits need this win. The New Day don't need this win. You know, if the New Day lose, it doesn't hurt them. It definitely doesn't hurt them. The Street Profits need to win. So, I'm not just going with them because I'm saying they need to win. I just feel like they will win, though. So, I got the Street Profits. All right, so two more matches now we're talking about right here, and then we'll talk about The Undertaker. So and then we go to the men's side for the teams. So Team Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle versus Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis. Okay, I was really looking forward to this match until they put Otis in there, and I'm like, oh, fucking kill me now. That's how I feel about that shit. I'm like, oh, why, why, though? Uh, this one's a hard one to predict. I'm going to go with the men's team right here for Raw. I'm going to go with them. You know, I really wanted to see Big E on that side because I want to see him versus Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. Maybe interact with AJ Styles' bodyguard. Big E and Sheamus. You know how they've always delivered great, great stuff every time they've been in the ring with each other. But they didn't do it. Or even if Lars Sullivan would have been there, him versus Strowman, again, going up to AJ Styles' bodyguard. Keith Lee, Sheamus. I mean, come on. We know Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins have legit, you know, heat. 
So it's going to be kind of interesting if they take Seth Rollins out of the match, maybe. Maybe they do that. Or maybe this will be like his like farewell match for a little while because we know Becky Lynch is expecting soon. So Seth's going to step away for a little while, probably like four to six weeks. So again, congratulations to Becky and Seth again. So we'll see if they pull him out of the match. Who knows what they'll do. We'll see, though. But overall, though... I think it'll be a great match, in my opinion. I just think Otis kind of ruins it, to be honest, with his stupidity. I just think you put this goof in here, it's just, I don't know. It just, it, it ruins the vibe for me. I feel like it's still, it's still going to be a good match, in my opinion, but I feel like it just, like, ruins the vibe. It's like, why is he in this match? Like, why, why is he in it? I just don't like it, to be honest. That's just how I feel, though. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. Let's now get to potentially our main event right here. The WWE Champion, Drew McIntyre, Scottish Warrior versus our Tribal Chief. The head of the table, the WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. This one's a hard one to predict right here. This one is. This, like I said, potentially could be match of the night. Just like I said, the New Day versus Street Profits could potentially be the match of the night. Mm. This one is kind of hard. My heart says Drew. My my head says Roman. So I'm going to listen to my head right here. I'm going with the WWE Universal Champion, the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. The reason why I think he's going to win, it's just the way Roman Reigns has been booked recently, you know. And here's the thing. You know, like when when, uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan both won the WWE title before Survivor Series facing Brock Lesnar... They didn't beat Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar wound up beating them. So that's what I think is going to happen. So that's what I think is going to happen here at Survivor Series tomorrow. I got Roman Reigns winning. I think the way that he's been booked, you know, I don't think he... I don't think he can lose this match, to be honest. The way that he's been destroying people, you know, over the last couple of months, especially with Jey Uso, he cannot lose this match. He's going to win. He can't lose this match right here. He's going to win. He's definitely going to win. He, I think it would definitely hurt Roman if he loses. doesn't hurt Drew. doesn't hurt him at all. It doesn't hurt him at all if he loses this match. I'd be happy if Drew wins. If he wins, I'll definitely be surprised and I'll be happy about it. But I got Roman. I think Roman just can't lose this match, to be honest, the way that he's been booked recently. I think it would definitely hurt him a little bit. It's like, oh, well, you lost to Drew now. <laughs> you, you've been beating on your cousin, Jey Uso, but now once... You get, you know, Drew McIntyre in the ring with you, and now you lose, and it's like, okay, now anybody else can probably beat you. Just saying. But I got Roman. And now, with The Undertaker's farewell, here's my prediction of what's going to happen right here. I don't think this is his farewell. In my opinion, I don't think it is. They've always talked about, you know, the proper way for Undertaker to go out is Survivor Series. That's when he debuted 30 years ago. You know, you look at the legacy of The Undertaker... Everything he's done for being the dead man, you know, leading the Ministry of Darkness, Brothers Destruction with Kane, him and Ship Paul Bearer did, you know, him turning his character into Big Evil, you know, we had the biker gimmick right there, the American Badass, and then going back to the dead man, and seeing him get a little bit more real, being Mark Calloway kind of, you know, in this year. Just seeing like the whole, like the, uh, the last ride right there, the documentary of The Undertaker. It's going to be something. You know, I really hope nothing does happen tomorrow. 
where somebody attacks him. I really hope I really hope nobody does. I hope it is a proper send-off to him. I really hope that it is. I, I've always felt like the proper send-off would be WrestleMania, because that's like, you know, you could say Survivor Series, that's where he debuted, but WrestleMania, he made WrestleMania. Without, Rus- without The Undertaker, there's no WrestleMania. Even though WrestleMania already existed a few years before Undertaker debuted, but still, without The Undertaker, there's no WrestleMania. There's just not. WrestleMania has no meaning without The Undertaker. It's the truth. It's just the truth. My prediction, though, is The Fiend is going to attack him tomorrow. That's just my prediction right there. That's just how I feel. I feel like The Fiend is going to attack him. And they're going to lead up to WrestleMania. And that's when The Undertaker will give his farewell. A lot of people thought his last WrestleMania match was against AJ. I hope that I'm wrong about this. I mean, I would love The Fiend versus Undertaker. And The Fiend gets his revenge by beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania 37. You know, after, you know, Undertaker beating Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 31. I mean, I would love to see that. I hope they don't do it, though, because I want, I do want this to be the send-off for The Undertaker. That's just what I'm predicting is going to happen. Do I want it to happen? Absolutely not. I don't want Undertaker wrestling again. You know, even though he basically didn't wrestle AJ Styles, it was, a, you know, it was, um, it was like, you know, Theatriatra kind of like wrestling in a way. Or what's the word I'm looking for? And, um, like movie type of wrestling in a way, you know what I mean? I said the three theatric. Oh my god, I can't even speak. Like I said, no, I said it was a little bit off today, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy that kind of wrestling right there. Kind of like you know, like the Matt Hardy with the deletions and everything, like that kind of shit. But I really hope it is the final send off to the Undertaker tomorrow. I really hope that it is. I just hope that it is, you know, the proper send-off to him, though. And it really should be. It really should just be the proper send-off. And if it is the final send-off to The Undertaker, then thank you for an amazing career right here. I really hope that it is. Cinematic, that's the word I was looking for. I just looked it up right there. It was cinematic pro wrestling. I enjoy cinematic pro wrestling. I- Patriotic. What the hell am I talking about there? Cinematic pro wrestling. That's what I enjoy. I, was, I couldn't think of the word. That's what I enjoy right there. Like with him and AJ. But. I do hope this is the final send off to The Undertaker though. I really hope it is. I hope it's not leading to him versus The Fiend. Even though a lot of people do want to see that. I mean. The inner me. Like the inner child in me. Wants to see that match. But overall I really don't want to see that match. Because it's just. Undertaker's done. Let this be his final send-off. And like I said, if this is the final farewell to The Undertaker, I'll definitely talk about it more in my Survivor Series review. You know. But thank you to The Undertaker for an amazing career. If this really is his final send-off. the fuck? People just acting stupid outside. If this really is a final send-off to The Undertaker, though. Thank you to an amazing career, dead man. For everything that you did. And there's fucking drunk people out, of course. Fucking bozos. I uh, hate people so much. Uh, um, but, um, back to here. Thank you to The Undertaker, though, for everything that you've done. All right, guys, let me go inside before I blow a gasket, all right, before I really get fucking pissed off. I will talk to you guys later on because we've got some more NBA free agency. We've got more free agency signings to talk about. See, these people just threw me off right here. Fucking acting like fools outside. Uh, it is what it is. But we'll, I'm going to talk to you guys later on with more 
NBA free agency signings. Can't wait to talk about all you guys. Thank you guys for listening right here. And I will talk to you guys later on tonight. Talk to you then.